0: Thanks for tuning in to the R600T AudioCast. This afternoon, we're going to be talking with John Cope. He is our drilling fluid applications engineer. And my name is Andy Bremner. I'm the sales manager for the pipeline segment. John, appreciate you uh, joining this afternoon from good old Texas there, and uh, we'll get right into it. So what we're going to talk about here is just kind of some of the major improvements that we've made over the previous model, the R9x12T. And I think the first one, the place where we'd like to start is with the shakers, you know, and that's one of those really critical components of a reclaimer. You talk about, you know, pumps and motors, you talk about hydrocyclones. And, you know, the, the shakers are really, some may say, probably the most important piece of that. So, John, if you would, just kind of give us some insight on the uh, improvements and the redesigns of the shakers.
1: Yeah, sure, Andy. Let's start out with the main component of a reclaimer, and that is the shaker. The shakers still look the same from the outside, but that's where it stops. Uh, starting with a, a wider ceiling surface between the basket and the screen panel. Uh, It's the same screen sealing surface that we've been using on the R250C basket, very successful unit in the field, Um, a piece of flat sacrificial metal, and on top of that, a flat rubber seal. Also, the internals of the basket have been redesigned, so it's a computer-guided procedure to hold tolerance for consistent crown. Also, there's new wedges. The redesigned wedges have a notch in the top for better installation and extraction of the wedge. So no longer do we have to beat the wedges in or try to hammer them out with a hammer. With a new retention system, the wedge can be tied into place. Kind of like the manner of a gear. Using a pry bar, inserting to the first notch, and then once you, uh, the back of your pry bar is against the pin, once you move through your first initial stroke, just move to the next notch removed, just reverse that procedure. We've also added a prolonged screen block that goes under the wedge that extends that holding a force down to creating a more equal pressure across the screen panel and sealing surface of the basket.
0: In summary, would it be safe to say that the redesign results in better screen retention? And with that sacrificial surface that you mentioned and, and the screen retention, we're also greatly reducing solids bypass. Is that accurate?
1: Oh, definitely so. So that sealing surface is a definite plus. I mean, uh, we're, we're able to seal our screen to our basket. Now we're, we're almost doubling that because there's actually a, a D-rubber that comes on the back of our screen panels. And now we have a, a piece of rubber on the basket itself plus the sacrificial surface so those are all things that we did to take off from the r250c shaker again it's been really successful in the field
0: and one thing i just want to uh circle back to so you mentioned the d rubber on the screens is that available through the part center and is that also going to be available on other aftermarket screens or is that unique to the screens available in vermeer parts center
1: it's not totally unique, but the screen panels that we make for the Vermeer shakers are. It's based off of a pretty generic screen frame that's out there. Uh, most of people use a D-rubber, but what they do is they have a notch in the actual side of their screen panel, which takes away from that's holding force, and it lets flex happen in that screen panel. So our screen panels don't have that notch. It's just a solid piece of... of tubing that goes down the side, which is a better ceiling surface and a more rigid screen panel.
0: Gotcha. I think the next component we want to look at, you know, we talked about the shakers a little bit. We talked about the hydrocyclones, the pumps and the motors, you know, it's probably maybe the most three highly scrutinized or highly analyzed components of reclaimers, but also agitators, right? And that all those solids can't be separated from the drilling fluid if those solids are not being suspended in, in any fluid. So if you could Talk a little bit about the uh, new style paddle agitators that we have on the R600.
1: Andy, if, if you're not agitating your tanks, you're not keeping your solids in suspension. The new uh, paddle style agitators are a significant improvement over the previous model. Uh, gone are the totally submerged agitating motors on a rotating shaft. So now we have stainless steel blades on a shaft, and that's the only part that's in the mud. Uh, riding wheel gearbox and electric drive motor all on the top deck. Now, when the blades do wear out, just remove that blade off the shaft and replace it. If a motor happens to go out, just replace the common C-face motor. You know, again, all this is all on the top deck. There is an agitator in every tank.
0: Great, Yeah, those agitators are definitely uh, be value added for the contractor in the field for, for the reasons that we just talked about. So the next is the the optional gen set, the optional power source It can be procured through, through the Vermeer price book, or the other option is for the contractor to procure it from an alternative source or use a, a rental option. That option can be especially attractive as far as minimizing their initial capital investment. Uh, when you think about a contractor buying an entire package, rig, drill, pump, drill pipe, et cetera, that can really add up. So the rental option can be really attractive as far as minimizing that initial capital investment. Uh, with that, there is the uh, small auxiliary Kohler motor on board to power the jacking legs so that the truck driver doesn't have to get up and get out of the vehicle and go ahead and power up that genset. They can just fire up that small accessory motor and uh, execute the uh, the task of, of raising the unit up so that it can be pulled away for transport. John, maybe if you could, just kind of one of the underappreciated components of this is the ability to the eight leads so we can quickly connect to a rental genset. You know, you've spent a lot of time in your career over the years with a heavy focus on kind of the electric side of things. And can, if you could just speak to that here briefly, that'd be great.
1: Underneath our control panel uh, on the unit itself, there's going to be eight uh, receptacles. And these receptacles will take the quick disconnect main leads coming from our generator. Or in the case the generator goes down, um, you can adapt those leads over to a rental generator. Or if it comes with a no gen set option and you want to have the re- a rental fleet, come in and and they can connect these leads up again they're color-coded uh, we do have a phase monitor on our control panel so if these leads are hooked up in the wrong position you it's basically phasing it uh, so if it's phased incorrectly then um, you won't be able to start anything you'll have a red line on your control panel you just flip any two of those phases and you're now in the cor- correct phase great um i think with the no genset uh sales code option there's 50 feet of cord that comes with that and that's eight so that's quite a cord that'll come with that uh, with a no gen set sales code it kind of backs into our hydraulic power unit too i mean if i order this unit with no genset, set well then how do i actuate the jacking legs and that's another real good improvement over the r9 um the customer of the third-party trucker uh, had to start the generator in order to actuate the, the lifting legs well uh, now we have a dedicated small diesel hydraulic power unit that does the same job. Uh, operator turns the key, starts the, mo- the nine horsepower motor, goes up to the front, actuates the hydraulic uh, levers, lowering or, or lifting the unit. Uh, with uh, with the R9, we had way too many calls on the jacking legs. You know, how do how do they work? How do you start the generator? Uh, somebody didn't disconnect the battery, and now the genset won't start. So somebody leaves a key on this unit. Uh, we have a pull handle there for a backup.
0: Yeah, really, uh, really excited about these features and how they reduce some of the complexity that was involved with the uh, the previous configuration. So I think we'll kind of move along a little bit here into the pump and motor commonality, John, and, you know, just the, the balance that we have. You could talk about that briefly. That'd be great.
1: Yeah. So it it goes a little bit further than just saying we have 60 horsepower motors. Uh, we kept hearing from the field on the r9 about challenges of keeping three different size electric motors three different size starters three different size overloads and three different size impellers you know in stock uh now with the r600 all the motors are 60 horsepower the pumps are 10 and three quarter inch impellers the soft starts and overloads all the same this really reduces the need for uh stocking multiple different components uh, when a pump starts wearing out i always suggest buy a new pump send the the old one back to the shop that way parts can be ordered and rebuilt as time permits and not on a job site there's a, a new pump sitting on the shelf and it can fit into any one of the three positions on the unit the same thing can be said about the electric motor i mean replace the electric motor with a new one send that one out have it rebuilt and now you have a motor that can go into any one of those three positions. Sitting there on the shelf, ready to go,
0: really impacting that that inventory factor and and helping to manage just that inventory and even and even cash flow as they having to reduce the number of components that they that they need and, and really just driving commonality is, is definitely something that we we did you know with the with the customer in mind and with the, an operational real world environment in mind. And I think so. Kind of as we close here, the R six hundred T is truly a six hundred gallon per minute. Cleaning system, you know, three-stage, three-tank system. Overall capacity of seven thousand seven hundred and twenty-nine gallons. Most importantly, we've had some really good feedback from customers as we executed the the kind of the customer validation stage of of this project. Um, John, I think we had it out with with Flatirons. We had it out with uh, Pumpco. I think then I think we had it out with Isaacs. We've had it out with Brotherton. If you could just kind of real quickly just give us a little bit of a some of the feedback you heard from those contractors?
1: There was some very positive feedback. All of our customers besides Isaacs already had one of our nines in stock or have been running one for a while. They really in- appreciated the updates that we did to the uh, R600T. Uh, of course, like you said, the first company that tried our prototype was Flat Irons Directional Drilling, and it was in the dead of winter, uh, 2019 near Greeley, Colorado. It was uh, 3,200 feet of 36-inch steel gas pipeline. And next, it went to a little warmer weather with Pumpco in Corpus Christi, Texas, uh, 2,800 feet of 48-inch poly water line. Then it went to Isaac's Drilling, uh, also in Texas. It was dual. Uh, There's so dual insulation side by side, 3,700 feet of 14-inch steel line, and this is a cool project. Uh, one was for nitrogen, and the other one was for oxygen. And since it was a very sensitive job uh, going in, into a refinery. Uh, Isaacs had a full-time mud engineer on, on staff, and his, his job was to check the mud properties. The R600 consistently was down to less than a quarter of a percent of sand um, or less, and then uh, when he conducted the sand content test. Uh, its last stop was Brotherton Pipeline in, in Central California. They were doing 7,450 feet of uh, 24-inch steel. This was an intersect bore. Uh, They had one of our R9s on one side, and on the other side, they had the R600T. Uh, On the jobs mentioned, again, the sand content told us that, you know, we did a fairly good job. I would say a great job. Uh, Sand content was normally below one quarter of a percent. Uh, Sometimes it got up to half a percent, but uh, nothing over that. Uh, Of course, you know, we can always say that your results may be a little different. And as you know, different companies will have different drilling procedures, so they might not get quite the same results. But we we had four companies, five companies here, and and it was pretty consistent.
0: That's really important when we're talking about a reclaimer is that that consistent performance, uh, you know, and like we talked about earlier, just a, a well balanced system. A mobile system and that's really what we've we've developed here in the r600t really excited about how it fits into our package you know with a with a d220 or a d330 and the sa400 or some of the new tps uh standalone pumps so i think that's all the time we have for today so appreciate everybody tuning in to the uh the audio cast and uh john thanks for joining us and we'll we'll see uh, see you out on the right away. have a safe day
1: my pleasure thank you andy